0: Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. I hope you're all having an amazing week so far. It's taken me a little bit to get this episode out to you guys because I've been having a lot of computer issues lately. So that's been super annoying, but I finally got it worked on. I'm finally getting this out to you guys. And I'm really, really excited about today's episode because. Today I figured I would talk about combating anxiety and depression. I know it's that time of the year where people may experience a lot more seasonal depression since it gets dark earlier and it's not as sunny and we spend a lot more time inside because it's cold out and also probably a lot more anxiety. You know, I'm sure there's people out there who are in college or in school that are dealing with finals right now. Or, you know, maybe you're having anxiety around the holidays because I know this is a really busy time of the year for people. So, I figured I would talk about it today. It's just something that was really kind of weighing on my mind. Originally, I was going to do an episode about the different clairs and psychic abilities, but I figured I would wait to do that. For some reason, this topic just seemed so much more important because I know That anxiety and depression is a big, big thing that a lot of people are dealing with right now and are struggling with. And I just figured I would share a few different tips and tricks on how to combat some of those feelings. I think a big reason, you know, a lot of people turn to spirituality is because we're looking to find something that will make us feel better or, you know, put us in a better mood. And, you know, we're we're just looking for something bigger than us to sort of help us. So I figured I would take kind of the things that I know, things that have worked for me in the past, and just share those with you guys. It was like I said, it was just something that was really weighing on my mind that I felt very called to share with you guys today because like I said, I I know this is such a big thing. So Before I get into my five steps on how to work around these issues, I just wanted to remind you guys, if anyone out there is listening to this episode right now and you are going through a really dark time or, you know, you just feel like there's a lot of darkness in your life, whether you're dealing with anxiety or depression or maybe you're just in a really difficult situation right now, I just want to remind you that darkness isn't always bad or evil. We, you know, we tend to think of the light and the dark and we think about, you know, the light is always like the good, positive side and dark is always bad. But a big thing that you guys know I always talk about is, you know, incorporating the good and the bad and keeping it together as a whole because you can't have the good without the bad and you can't have bad without good. They they work together. So, if you're going through a really dark or difficult time right now, I just want to remind you that, you know, there's a lot of beauty and growth and creation that comes from darkness. Darkness is the breeding ground for creation and it's part of the cycle in life. You know, we're going to have good times and we're going to have bad times. So if you are in the dark period of your life right now or a dark phase or season of your life, I just want to quick- quickly remind you that. You know, when you close your eyes or you're dreaming or you go into meditation, there's darkness there. But, you know, we love to have dreams. We love to close our eyes. We love to meditate because it's calming. It's soothing. It gives us a break mentally. When you look up at the night sky or look into the universe, the universe that creates everything and has made everything, there's darkness there. And, you know, when you plant a seed in the ground there is darkness. You know, that seed goes into darkness, but give it a few weeks, a few days, and that seed is going to sprout up and grow out of the ground. You know, when a mother carries new life, when she's pregnant with a child, that child is being formed in the darkness. So, keep in mind that darkness is just a breeding ground for creation and that, you know, you will get through this dark time and you know, once you get through it, it's it's all going to be for the better and there's going to be new life and beauty and amazing things that grow and come up out of this darkness. So, keep that in mind. Keep pushing through it and I promise, promise, promise it'll get better. You know, um, I know I haven't really talked a lot about it on this podcast yet even though I've been wanting to do episodes on it, but if anyone out there studies hermeticism at all, hermeticism teaches that the universe is basically made up of rhythms and cycles and polarity. And we all go through these dark or difficult times in our lives. And, you know, just keep in mind, it's just a phase. It's going to pass. It's not permanent. It's not forever. And things will get better because that's how the universe operates. It operates on that rhythm and that cycle of, you know, good times and bad times. So, remember that it's not permanent. Nothing is permanent and, you know, keep pushing through it. All right, let's get into my five steps on how to combat depression and anxiety. Now, before I get into this, I just want to remind you guys, you're probably going to roll your eyes at the first couple steps because they are steps that people have kind of mentioned before. And I just want to remind you guys, even though they seem kind of like, like, really? Like, of course. Like, you know, I'm not going to drink water and suddenly my depression will be cured. I get it. I totally get it. (laughs) That is not my goal. Basically, the way I ordered these steps is these are just what I see as the building blocks of working towards the end goal. So, I put them in order of where you should start and where you should end up, if that makes sense. So, you know, even though the first couple tips might, you might be kind of like rolling your eyes at me like, really, this is what you want me to do? Trust me, trust me, trust me. These are just the first baby steps you can take. And just stay with me all the way to the end because the last steps are really the ones that are going to kind of like blow your mind and you're going to be like, whoa, didn't think of that. Unless you've been kind of into spirituality for a while, then maybe you might know about some of this stuff. But just try, just promise me you'll bear with me till the end of this podcast. I promise I'll make it worth your while. And, you know, I promise I'm not just trying to sell you guys, you know, fluff with this episode. I genuinely find that these things have helped me in the past and I think they can help other people. Also, a quick disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, consult your doctor or your psychiatrist before maybe doing any of these things. But I'm I'm not professionally trained in any of this. These are like I said, these are just things I've tried in the past that I have found have helped me. So, with all that being said, let's get into today's podcast episode. All right. So, the first step and drum roll please because I know you're all going to roll your eyes at this one. The first step is meditation. And I know I've talked about this a million times on the show before, but seriously, get a daily meditation routine in place. It can be for 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can do. I made this the first one because I really, really truly believe that you cannot start to do any of that internal emotional work unless you start meditating because meditation is really the first step you can take to really gain control of your brain and to be more consciously aware of your thoughts, your actions. It's the first step to just becoming a much more present and mindful person. And as I've said before on the show is that a lot of the time, you know, we are on autopilot. Our brains are on autopilot. We are going through life with like our monkey brains and you know, we're just reacting to things, and we're, you know, falling for those triggers because, you know a lot of times in daily life, we have triggers come up. And so when we are triggered by something, we just have these automatic like emotional responses to things. And what meditation does is when you have a daily meditation practice, it gives you the chance to opt out of those uh, default emotional responses. You know, I find that when I meditate every day, which is something I have been doing lately, when I am faced with an emotional, emotionally charged situation, it's almost like all of a sudden, it's like my brain just clicks and it's like a snap back to reality. And it gives me that moment to actually like pause and think in the moment about what I'm doing, what I'm saying. And it gives me that moment to be like, okay, well, do I want to react the way I've always been acting and like get mad or upset and like snap at this person? Or am I going to take a moment to choose my reaction and to choose my words more carefully and to not get upset or angry or, you know, whatever and actually say something that's going to be much more constructive and productive instead of just, you know, snapping at this person, then they snap back at me and then it's just a big fight and then we're both upset and nothing gets done. So, meditation gives you that, it gives you the awareness and it gives you the chance to opt out of emotionally charged situations Meditation also teaches you how to monitor your thoughts and to be more consciously aware of what you're thinking. So, if you are depressed and you find that you're just having these like depressed thoughts all the time, it gives you a chance to change those thoughts and to think, okay, well, this is what I'm thinking. So, maybe I should think this instead. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in one of the last steps. But I'm just kind of explaining the role of meditation right now same thing with anxiety i find that you know with meditation if i get stressed out i'm able to actually note and realize like oh this thing is stressing me out right now i'm stressed because of this it's not just you know oh my god i'm so stressed and i don't know why because a lot of the times people will feel stressed or anxious and, and they don't know why and yes that can still happen even you know when you meditate. But what I find is that through meditation, it's much easier for me to actually kind of dissect the problem and be like, okay, I'm stressed because I'm really tired and I'm working the super long shift and that seems like a lot. And the truth is, I'm just tired. It's not a big deal. I'll be fine. And you can just start from there and really work through your problems through meditation. So, like I said, I really believe that meditation is just the first step you can take to really, you know, digging through your problems and really trying to do that internal work because it makes you much more self-aware. You're able to connect with yourself better and to realize like what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are. And you're much more present. It's also great for the people around you because you're able to, you know, nourish more of your relationships. You're able to make better choices when you're engaging with people. And, you can become a better listener you can do all sorts of things through meditation i also find that when i meditate every day i'm more creative i have more creative thoughts there's more space in my head for those creative thoughts to just flow out of me and it just makes me personally it just makes me a happier person and so i've talked about meditation before and you know meditation it can be really hard at first because a lot of people feel like you know they can't sit down for that long or they can't focus and I just want to remind you guys that everyone sucks at meditation. Meditation is hard. It's okay. The goal is not to empty your mind. You cannot empty your mind. That's not a thing. The goal is, is to just train your brain to snap back to the present and to be more mindful. That's really what the goal is. So, even if you meditate and you feel like your mind is all over the place, that's okay. Sit with that. Keep trying. Keep meditating because the goal is to you know have an anchor like, you know, focusing on your breath or something like that. And all you're doing is when you start, your mind starts to wander, you're just gently guiding your mind back to the present and focusing on that breath or whatever your anchor is. So, you know, don't get caught up in like, oh, I suck at meditation because here's the thing. Everybody sucks at meditation. It's okay. Just keep trying and I promise it'll start to get better and feel easier and it'll make it so much easier for you to work through any internal emotional things that may pop up. And then, Lastly, I know that a lot of people struggle with meditation because they're like, oh, I can't sit for that long. You don't have to sit down to meditate. You can go for a walk. There are mindful exercises you can do like physically. You can do dishes. You can clean your house. You can do pretty much anything and still be mindful. You would just change your focus. So, instead of sitting on like a meditation pillow like I do and, you know, focusing on your breath, you can do dishes and just focus on washing the dishes and just think about how, you know, you could have a mantra like, I'm washing the dishes right now or something like that. And that's your focus. So, when your mind starts to wander, you go back to your mantra of I'm washing the dishes. Same thing if you're walking you know, you take a couple deep breaths while you're walking and while you're walking, you just focus on, you know, I'm going for a walk right now and make that your anchor or you can walk and still make breathing your anchor, you know, either one of those, you know, and just while you're walking, take that time to observe like what's around you, observe like, you know, the cars passing by or like the trees that you're walking by or, you know, just really take in your surroundings. Some of my favorite apps for meditation. So, this one used to be free. I don't think it's free anymore, but you can get a free trial of it is the Insight Timer app. That's one that I used to use a lot. Lately for me, I've been using Headspace. That's another really good meditation app. You do have to pay for some of these, but or you have to pay for a subscription, but you can use the free like trial. Like you can get a free trial or like I know if you click on some of the meditations in Headspace, it'll let you do like the first one in that course for free. Because in Headspace, they have like a bunch of different courses and stuff that you can do. And I know it'll let you kind of like try the first one for free a bunch of times. So, you can do that. Same thing with the Calm app. The Calm app is another app that I used to really like. And actually, I really recommend the Calm app if you're just beginning to meditate. Because it's a really good app for teaching you how to meditate. That's the one I started with and I really like it. Again, it does cost money to use it, but they do have some free ones on there and you can get a free trial. So if you want to just try it out, you can start with that. And I will say Headspace is also really good if you're just learning to meditate. Those are probably my two favorite, and then my third favorite would be Insight Timer. But, you know, check them out, see which ones you like the best. And, you know, if you feel like you want to pay for it, go for it. If not, it doesn't matter. I'm not sponsored them or anything. I genuinely really like these apps and these are ones that I've used for years or not years, but at least in the last couple years. And I find that they work really well. You can also find meditations on YouTube. Some of them might be a little more spiritual, but I'm sure if you like looked like for like a how to meditate video or something like that, you could find something on there and that's completely free. So, check that out. And yeah, so that is the first step, which is meditation. And like I said, I just really think you can't do the work unless you start a daily meditation practice. Even if it's just for 5 or 10 minutes to start, you can work your way up. You know, I know for me, I started doing just 10 minutes every day and that was huge for me. So, that's your first step. The second step is nourish your body. And again, I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this and I kind of joked about this earlier. Like, yes, I know drinking water isn't going to cure depression or anxiety. But at the same time, your body cannot function optimally unless you are nourishing it properly. So, you know, your brain and the way you think, that is part of your body. And the stuff that you put into your body nourishes your brain and the way your body functions. So, if you are feeling depressed or anxious, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to you know get some exercise in it doesn't have to be anything crazy even if it's just taking your dog for a walk or going for a walk or doing something light like that or even doing yoga and just doing some gentle stretches it'll really help to ground you and get any sort of ex- excess energy off of you if that makes sense and also like scientifically like when you do exercise like your brain releases those feel good endorphins so even like scientifically you know, any form of exercise should tend to make you feel happier. And then the other thing I want to touch on is, you know, make sure you're eating healthy foods. You don't have to go vegan or vegetarian if you don't want to, even though I personally recommend it. Um, You know, just make sure you're eating vegetables. And a lot of people will say like, oh, make sure you eat organic, locally sourced vegetables, which like, yes, those are very high vibrational and they're really good to eat. But, you know, I get it. That stuff is expensive. We all can't afford that. But even if you're just eating any sort of vegetables, even if they're not organic or locally sourced, they will still raise your vibrations and they will. it'll still be good for you. You'll still get nutritional value out of it, even if it's like GMO or whatever. <laughs> but it'll still nourish your body. It'll still give you those vitamins and nutrients that your body needs to function. I know for me and what I've read is, you know, if you deal with anxiety, magnesium is a really good supplement that is supposed to help anxiety. So, there's a few ways you can do that. So, I used to use this powder called, it's just called like Calm. And if you read the directions, it's like, you know, you start off with like half a tablespoon or whatever and you can put it in hot or cold water and it's just like magnesium powder. I've found it to be super, super helpful. You can also take a magnesium supplement, but I would definitely recommend like consulting your doctor before doing that. Another thing I do is I personally, I don't drink any caffeine because caffeine can trigger anxiety. And also, coffee and caffeine can dehydrate you and dehydration is another thing that will make someone feel anxious, probably depressed, I would imagine. And so, one way you can kind of nip those two in the butt would be I drink personally I drink smart water or life water or like any water that has like electrolytes in it because if you read the ingredients a lot of the times they have magnesium in them and so when you drink those not only are you hydrating yourself which can help combat anxiety and depression but you are also getting that magnesium in there so the magnesium will also kind of help to like calm you down if you deal with anxiety And lastly, of course, you can just eat vegetables that have a lot of magnesium in them. I know I think spinach and almonds are two um, healthy foods that have, I think, pretty high amounts of magnesium in them. So, you know, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you and it'll help you to really help combat any feelings of depression or anxiety. So, you know, always nourish your body and take care of it because it is there to support you and it is hard to function if you aren't actively taking care of your body. So, that is step number two. Um, I'm going to take a quick little break here just to remind you guys that my books are open for readings. If you enjoy my podcast episodes, if you want to support me, you can shoot me an email at spacewitchpodcast. Uh, If you're interested in doing a natal chart reading, I'm also offering mini readings right now for $5. I will basically just take your sun, moon, and rising sign and do a detailed description of those placements and then kind of talk about how they all work together. It's a great idea if you want it for you or want to get it as a gift for someone or if you maybe want to do a full natal chart reading but maybe you don't have the money and maybe you just want to kind of like see what a reading with me would be like just to kind of dip your toes in. A mini reading is perfect for that. And lastly, if you would like to support my podcast, I do have a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get early access to episodes and get a shout out on the show. And I have all kinds of other benefits. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to check that out. And lastly, of course, you do not have to support this podcast monetarily. Even just sharing this podcast episode or sharing any of my episodes with a friend or sharing this podcast on social media means the absolute world to me. And if you do share my podcast anywhere, please be sure to either tag me at Spacewitch Podcast or use a hashtag Spacewitch Podcast and, you know, make sure I see it because I love seeing that you guys are supporting me and sharing this episode and that you're enjoying it and I definitely want to add you guys to my shout out list yeah and also one last thing you can do if you have a moment if you can just either leave me a review on iTunes or give me a rating so more people can find the podcast that also means the absolute world to me and I super 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 appreciate it and yeah that is all I wanted to add there yeah so again thank you guys and yeah we can get back into the episode now All right. So, step number three is set boundaries. I know this is a very common thing that's talked about when it comes to mental health, but seriously, boundaries are so, so, so important. You know, I know when people get depressed, they tend to think like, oh, I don't care. And, you know, they stop caring about things and, you know, they probably take on more obligations than they need to or, you know, whatever same thing with people who are anxious and have anxiety. For my experience, I feel like a lot of people who struggle with anxiety also tend to have like people-pleasing tendencies. Not obviously not everyone who experiences anxiety is a people pleaser, but it is something that I've noticed because, you know, we're anxious and we don't want to deal with people getting mad at us and stuff like that. So, anxious people might be more likely to take on more than they can handle for the you know, the fact that they might be afraid that someone might be like mad at them or something or upset with them. And the truth is, is sometimes when we don't say no and we don't state our boundaries, that can make us more anxious and depressed because we're not stepping into our power and we're not valuing ourselves enough to say no sometimes and to give ourselves a break you know, setting boundaries, in my opinion, is just another form of self-love and self-care. And so, by saying no, you are saying yes to yourself and to loving yourself and taking care of yourself. And the truth is is that it's much harder to manifest the things that we're trying to get when we are taking on more than we can handle and we are depressed and anxious because of it. And, you know, all that stuff, when we take on more than we can handle, that lowers your vibration. And so it is much more difficult to stay in a high vibration and to manifest anything that you're trying to manifest into your life when you are taking on more than you can handle. So, you know, I would recommend that, you know, maybe you do some inventory right now and think about what things are you doing right now that maybe you don't really want to be doing. Or, you know, what is stressing you out right now? Or what is bumming you out right now? Do you have a family member that doesn't respect your boundaries? Then maybe you should either have a conversation with them and tell them your boundaries or maybe cut communication with them for a little bit, which I know is a big thing that a lot of people don't like to do. But trust me, for your mental health, it is worth it. You know, is it a work thing? Are you working too many hours? Are you working hours you don't want to be working? In that case, maybe think about changing your availability if that's an option at your job. You know, are you going into work and you're struggling with that work-life balance? That's where you got to look and say, okay, well, I'm not, you know, available these hours or I can't do this at this time. Or, you know, you got to set your boundaries there. You know, maybe if you get called into work and you're with family, you know, or doing something important or even if you're not even doing something important, maybe you just need a break, give yourself permission to say no once in a while. So, boundaries are a huge thing. There, what was it? I keep saying this thing on Facebook about how, you know, boundaries are a necessary magic. And that is so true. Like setting your boundaries, that is magic. That is self love. That is self care. And, you know, definitely take time, especially as we go into the holidays, to think about what your boundaries are and where those boundaries are being crossed for you and how they may be bringing you down on some level. Because I promise once you set those boundaries and make those adjustments, you'll definitely be vibrating at a much higher frequency and it'll be much easier to manifest things. And also, like, you'll just feel better. You'll feel happier. You'll have more time for yourself and, you know, people that are important to you. And yeah, so that is number three. And number four, and okay, so number four, this is like the big one that I was talking about earlier. And number four is reprogram your subconscious. And I know a lot of you are thinking, like, what do you mean reprogram my subconscious? Like, that's crazy. Like, what are you even saying? And so, basically, I've been doing a little research lately. I think it was Carl Jung. So, Carl Jung was a famous psychologist who, you know, he did a lot of research on, like, the brain and how it works. And he truly believed that by changing your thoughts and the way you think and look at things, you can pretty much cure mental illness, which I know, okay, I'm kind of going out out on a limb here. (laughs) Obviously, you know, you know, people, I don't know how to put it. I understand people like, you know, may need medication or, you know, need other ways to deal with mental problems, but just bear with me here. So, so basically, the way I look at it is, you know, we are constantly taking in so much information throughout our day. We are, Watching the news or watching TV, we're going on the internet, we're going on Facebook, social media, Instagram, all that stuff. And all of that stuff is sending a message to our inner subconscious. I know personally for me, I don't watch the news anymore because I find that it is there's a lot of fear-based stuff in the news and it's depressing and it's just very low vibration. So I personally do not watch the news. If anything, I get, you know, I find out about current events through, you know, Facebook or the internet because if something's really big enough, like you will hear about it from someone, I promise you. You know, so I usually find out about that stuff either online or from a friend or someone. And also, I think there's like a an app or something that someone made called like the Happy News app, so it's all like positive news. So that's something to look into, but Basically, we're always taking in this stuff and you want to be conscious of what kind of stuff you're taking in, whether it's music or TV or social media. I recently went through a social media purge and I unfollowed a lot of people that I didn't feel were raising my vibrations. You know, like as some of you may know, as I mentioned on the podcast before, I am a huge fan of the Kardashians. I'm obsessed with people who are really rich and really famous and they fascinate me for whatever reason and I know, I know, I know that, you know, a lot of it is trash and whatever. But, you know, I was actually thinking about it recently and I have decided to try to cut that out of my life because I realized that what happens when I watch The Kardashians, I'm basically sending a subconscious message to myself that, you know, I'm broke, I am a peasant. I am, you know, not famous. I am, you know, it it definitely does make me feel bad about myself on some level. And so I've decided to kind of keep them off my social media as much as I can. I might still watch the show. I'm not going to lie, but I am trying to kind of cut that out of my daily media intake. Other thing I did was so I work for a pretty big corporation. I will not say the name, but they're. Is a Facebook group for other employees, like all throughout the country. And, you know, it's kind of cute. Like, I like the sense of community and people share memes and, like, just relatable stuff. But I actually recently left this group because a lot of the stuff in there was really negative. And part of manifesting or manifestation is, you know, being grateful for what you already have. And, I decided to leave this group because a lot of the stuff was really negative and I realized that on some level it was subconsciously sending the message to me every time I logged into Facebook that you know my job sucks I hate my job blah blah blah. And so I made the conscious decision to stop following the group because of that because if I it's hard for me to be grateful for what I have if every day I'm logging into Facebook and I'm seeing you know all this negative stuff about my job I should hate my job. So, I decided I'm cutting that out of my daily social media intake. Yeah. So, basically, you just want to really be careful and conscious and think about what sorts of things you are bringing into your subconscious. The next thing I'm going to get into that's tied in with this is positive affirmations. So, a lot of people who do law of attraction will use positive affirmations to get what they want. There's an app that I recently just found. It's free. It's called Affirm It and it's on, I know you can get it for iPhone. I don't know about other, like you can get it on Android or not, but it's called Affirm It. It's a completely free app that has tons of thousands of like different types of affirmations for different things, whether it's money, confidence, love, spirituality, anything. It has all these different positive affirmations you can kind of go through and like save affirmations that you like. You can create your own affirmations. It's super cool and it's free, so it's amazing. And So, there's a couple little facts in here about the subconscious and how it works. And I'm just going to read them to you. This is actually straight off the app. The app actually has a little thing at the bottom that describes reprogramming your subconscious mind and how your subconscious works. So, basically, your subconscious mind is responsible for over 90% of your reality and your total brain function. Your subconscious is mostly developed from ages zero to seven. Many of your core beliefs and values are what you learned when you were a child. So those those years from zero to seven are really crucial. You know, we get a lot of messages that are sent to us during that time. And also those core beliefs that you have from when you're a child, those can be triggered and turned into automatic responses and reactions to certain situations and circumstances. So this goes back to what I was saying earlier about meditation and triggers. So When you're triggered, if you meditate, it is much easier to recognize that you're being triggered and to navigate the situation more appropriately rather than just reacting on autopilot like we normally would if we didn't meditate. Your subconscious mind's goal is to actualize your beliefs into your physical reality no matter what. So, basically, the goal of your subconscious is to prove you right. And this is why it's so important to meditate and to monitor your thoughts because your subconscious is basically like in charge here. If you have a thought or a belief about something, this is just saying that your subconscious wants, wants it to be right. So, whatever you tell your subconscious, that's what your subconscious is going to obey, basically. So, for example, if you believe that you have to work really hard to make money, your subconscious will believe you and obey you on that and that will be your experience. But if you use uh, a positive affirmation like money flows to me easily and effortlessly, then your subconscious is going to hear that, it's going to listen, it's going to obey it, and that is going to become your reality. So, basically, one way that you can actually deal with anxiety and depression is by just using positive affirmations. And so, now here's the thing. There are rules when it comes to positive affirmations. And again, this is also on the Affirmit app. This is also stuff like I already kn- kind of knew, but it was it's nice to just see it all in one spot, like already typed out for me. So, um, I'm just kind of going with this. But if you need to reference it, it is in the Affirm it app or you can just listen to this podcast again. Basically, so the rules for affirmations, things that you are supposed to do when you are using affirmations. So, when you are saying affirmations, you always want to say them in the present tense. So, you always want to say like, I am happy instead of I will be happy or I was happy because when you say that, you're not talking about the present. You're talking about like the future or the past. So, you know, if you say I will be happy, you're always going to be wanting to be happy or hoping that you'll be happy in the future, but you're not currently happy. And if you say I was happy, then you're just kind of thinking like you're basically telling your subconscious that, oh, I used to be happy, but I'm not happy anymore and so that's why it's really important to say everything in the-, the second rule for affirmations is that when you talk about what you want you always want to use positive words so the universe does not respond well to any sort of lack or negative words so if you have debt for example you wouldn't use the affirmation you know i have zero debt instead you would want to say something like i am financially free You know, stuff like that. You don't want to use words like debt or quit or anxious or depression. You don't want to use negative words like that. Instead, you would want to see something like, I am working my dream job or I am calm and grounded or I am happy and grateful. So, you want to use positive words like that instead of negative words. And then lastly, repetition. You know, the more you use repetition with these, the more it kind of goes into your subconscious and the more it becomes kind of like the story that you tell yourself. And personally, I find, you know, some people like to write affirmations down. And I I always do that, but I also find that saying them out loud to myself is probably the most empowering out of everything. So, I actually have a little morning routine that I do when I'm trying to manifest stuff. So, lately, what I've been doing is I will sit down on my meditation pillow and I will start by saying everything that I'm grateful for that day. So, I'll say like, I'm grateful for this time. I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family, my friends. I'm grateful to just be awake and alive today. (laughs) You know, every little thing that I can think of, I will have gratitude for. And I'll start with that because, you know, having gratitude, it immediately raises your vibrations and it definitely helps with depression and anxiety. Then what I'll do is that's when I'll start, once I'm done being grateful and expressing my gratitude, I will say out loud all my positive affirmations. So, you know, I kind of, sometimes I do this intuitively, sometimes I have it planned out, but, you know, I'll say things like, I am confident, I am smart, I am you know, a great podcast host uh, or, you know, I have a very successful podcast if I'm trying to manifest success for my podcast. If it's money, I'd say, you know, I'm abundant in all things. I have plenty of money to pay my bills and buy whatever I want. Money flows easily and effortlessly to me. I'm calm. I'm grounded and collected or something like that. And part of the reason why I really like this Affirma app is because it has so many different Affirmations in it, and it's very inspiring, especially if you're not really sure where to begin with affirmations. I definitely recommend like going through and seeing what resonates with you and saving like all the ones that you really like. But yeah, so the more you do that, it's I love doing it right in the morning because. It's just a really great way to just start my day off on a positive note. And I find that I'm more likely to manifest anything that I'm trying to manifest. So once I like say my gratitude and do my affirmations, if I feel inspired or inclined to do so, I will take my notebook and I will write down anything that I want to manifest if I haven't already started doing it. And then once I do all that, that's when I go into my meditation. And I'll do that for 15 or 20 minutes, depending on what I feel like doing that day. And yeah, then I'm just ready to start my day and I'm ready to start it on a positive, present, and centered note. So, um, those are the four big steps. And lastly, the fifth step to combating depression and anxiety is to participate in life. And I kind of did take this from the book Perks of Being a Wallflower, if any of you have read that book. There's a part where the teacher tells Charlie, the main character, that he needs to participate more in life and basically stop being a wallflower. And so, the reason I made this the last step is because I feel like in order to really get to this step, depending on how bad your depression and anxiety is or anxiety, I feel like those first four steps are the first four steps that you really need to take before you might feel ready to take this last step because I feel like this last step actually requires a lot more groundwork before you get into it. And you know, participating in life, like that sounds really silly and it sounds kind of like, you know, some of you might be wondering like, well, what does that mean? And what I mean by participating in life is, you know, when we get down, when we get bogged down with anxiety and depression, it's very easy for us to maybe not want to leave the house or just lay in bed or, you know, just sit and watch TV all day. And, you know, that's unfortunately just what happens with Mental illness is we get caught up in our thoughts and our head, and it is hard to interact with the rest of the world. So, what I encourage is that you try these first four steps that I mentioned, and hopefully, that'll kind of lay out the groundwork to the point where you will feel comfortable enough to actually bring yourself to participate in life again. You know, and you can start small with even doing this, you know, just start like doing chores around the house, cleaning your house. I know with depression. It can make it really hard to even just do those little things like maybe take a shower or do laundry or make your bed or do the dishes. I know one thing that I guess Oprah does is she makes an effort to make her bed every morning and I actually just recently started doing this too and I don't know what it is, but there is something really nice about just doing that one little thing of just making your bed every morning. I even had a high school teacher who recommended doing this once because I think it was the same thing like she heard that Oprah did this. But, you know, just any small thing you can do. You know, when you go out, say hi to strangers. Make those connections with other people. Call a friend you haven't talked to in a while or call your parents or someone in your family that you haven't talked to in a while. You know, go run errands. You know, just really find something to kind of just push yourself to just start interacting with the world again. And I think you'll find that it'll be much easier and it'll help. It'll help basically. I I feel like it's it can be dangerous sometimes to spend too much time alone and to be isolated and to just be lost in your own thoughts. You know, I, I personally find that when I push myself to actually connect with the world around me, I do feel a lot better. And human connection is so powerful too, because, you know, we are all connected. We all experience the same feelings and I think just being vulnerable and connecting with our friends or family has so much power and it it really will just leave you to feel a lot better and less isolated and less sad because, you know, maybe you have a friend that is going through the same thing you're going through and, you know, there's a lot of comfort in that for sure. So, yeah, that is my last step for this podcast episode. And yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope that this podcast finds you with divine timing and that it's, you know, meant to reach everyone that it's meant to reach and that it speaks to some of you and helps some of you. Like I said, if you enjoy this podcast, if you get anything good out of it, please leave me a review. Give me a rating on iTunes if you can. Share this with someone. If you think, you know, someone you know might need this episode, please deliver this to them. Because, like I said, you know, I felt really called to do this today. And I think, you know, a lot of you may have needed to hear this right now. So, like I said, I hope this whole episode finds you with divine timing and is just perfect for you guys and gives you what you need right now. So, with all that being said, I hope you all have a fabulous week. And don't forget that you are so much more than your sun sign. I'll catch you next week on the Space Witch podcast.